you guys, every time we record, almost, not every time, but a whole lot of the time when we're finished, we'll be like, okay, we did it. And then we sing the Dora the Explorer song. It's amazing. <laughs> Even though we do not know the words and I don't know Spanish no. at all. No, I just say, yo, we see most. We did it. <laughs> Man, my kids, both of my kids loved Dora so much. Oh, my gosh. Sophie was obsessed. And now she says she looks back at it like it's creepy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's probably true of a lot of kid shows. I mean, I never thought about it when I was a kid, obviously. And I didn't even think about it much. I mean, there were certain shows I hated that my kids watched, like Caillou. I hated oh, Caillou. Oh, my God, I Caillou, did too. Right? I mean, it's like, that's, yes. it's almost like how everybody hates Nickelback. <laughs> like, you don't want to admit it if you do like Caillou. But who likes Caillou? Nobody. No, he was so annoying. Oh, Hey, this is the Witch's Magic oh. History <laughs> Guess what's happening outside my window? Um, The president. <laughs> the president is happening. No, but one of my neighbors is like mowing their blowing lawn. leaves. Oh, my gosh. It's really impressive. Because, I mean, this isn't even our usual recording time. And it's right. like somehow like, they know. Mm, Megan's busy up in that office. I got it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We see that her light is on. Let's uh-huh. definitely get Let's... the weed eater. And a leaf blower. And tell all the other. Let's get the vacuum cleaner out. (laughs) Vacuum the lawn. Vacuum the sidewalk. (laughs) (laughs) It's like those TikToks where people are being nosy and they're vacuuming their lawns. Oh, my gosh. I love those. Those I do, too. Did we say that you're Kara and I'm Megan? I don't know if we did or not. Hey, guys, I'm Kara. We're doing great. I'm Megan. We're here with a full episode today. Yep. It's a murder. I was going to talk for a second about the Patreon. Yeah. Just to do a little plug for it because I feel like it's been a while since we've encouraged people to join the Patreon. Let's see, there are 36 full episodes over there. There's videos. If you're in the Janet's level, you can be in our Instagram close friend circle, which I just recorded randomly talking about my day, and one of the crystals on my windowsill hopped off at a weird time. So untouched. That was that was fascinating. I'm just holding it now like, yeah. I don't know what I'm supposed to do, but okay. We've got witchy posts over there. Mm-hmm. We make merch uh, discounts. Oh, yeah, you get a merch discount. There's, uh, what else? Wallpapers Stickers. for your phone and, and your desktop. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, fun stuff. Yeah. And also, Kara and I were just discussing the Facebook group and how much we love it, as we yes. tell you all all the time. One of you, I can't remember who, but I was talking with on Instagram, and you said something that was like, I bet this person just didn't know how much you interact with your listeners. And I was telling Kara, like, that's a good point because I, I don't think about right. it. I feel like a lot of you I know, especially a lot of you that have listened yeah. since the beginning. Yeah. And it's like... I don't ever think about how I'm the podcast person and you're the listener. I just, right. You know, we just we think just of you all as friends. Yeah. yeah. And we like so just many of the same things, obviously. Like if you're in inter- yeah. if you listen to the podcast and obviously we have the same interests. So, um, the podcast group is super active. Everybody there is so great and fun. And there's always like funny memes and stories being shared. And yes. I just love it. So I know the Patreon may not be doable for everybody. If you want to just go join the Facebook group, there's some great interaction there too. So yeah, I was going to say, we don't love you any less. Not at all. No, I mean, the podcast, <laughs> no. the Patreon's there if you want it, but please don't feel obligated. We love you either. Yeah. Way. Okay. Okay. I've got Amy Bishop. Oh, I don't know this one. It's an interesting one, and she is a wild lady. Like, she is one of those people that you're just like, oh, I hope I'm never, I mean, this is never going to happen because she's in jail now. But, like, when you're, you know, when you're shopping and you get in line behind one of those people that is just giving the cashier what for, and you're just like, what is the purpose of this? Yeah. She sounds like one of those people. I don't know. So Amy was born April 24th, 1965. 
Uh, as she was older, she married James Anderson. She has four kids. She grew up in Massachusetts. She had, she got her undergraduate degree in Northeastern University in Boston. Her dad, Sam Bishop, was a professor in the art department there. Then she went on to earn her PhD in genetics from Harvard. Oh, wow. So she is, yeah, she's a smart lady. Very smart. She went on to uh, join the faculty at um, the University of Alabama in the Department of Biological Sciences. She was a professor and assistant professor in 2003 and had five courses that she was teaching. Dang. Before that, she was teaching at Harvard Medical School. Good Lord. I uh, love uh, a smart woman, but I feel like, oh, you're not going to love her so much. That's what I thought. Yeah. Her husband's real smart, too, um, and they together competed in a technology competition where they developed a portable cell incubator. <laughs> I don't know what. Just in their free I, time. No. Yeah, like, I don't know what prompted them to do this, that they were like, the world really needs this, and we're going to fulfill that need. This is um, what really, really, really smart people do. They just sit around and I, think, like, what's the most absurd thing that I could come up with? Yeah. <laughs> what's the most difficult <laughs> thing I could do for fun? Awesome. Great. Exactly. Like, this sounds really invigorating. And I'm over here, like, <laughs> trying to learn the words to, like, and Nicki Minaj Exactly. Rap, and they're, oh. like, while I'm over here practicing that over and over, and they're, they're creating cell incubators, portable cell incubators. Different strokes. I just am like, how how does Shakira shake it like she does still? I don't know. Do you know when Shakira and J-Lo did their joint Super Bowl halftime show? Yep. For one, yep. I was enthralled. But so my response that night, I was watching it, and then I sat there, and I was like, I bet I could belly dance like Shakira. Oh, yeah. Someone just, you know. So I looked up. There are videos on YouTube that teach you. And then I went to Amazon and I bought Stop one it. of those little coin yeah. things that you wear. Yeah. So that was my response. And then I went to sleep. And the next morning I wake up. The majority of people on Facebook are like horrified by the Shakira J-Lo halftime show. Right. Like why? They said it was just too why? lewd or whatever. And I was like, mm-hmm. hmm. It inspired me to buy a belly dancing skirt. <laughs> right. It made me feel empowered. So I think that our first video after baby comes out and I am no longer losing my insides, hmm. I should order one as well. And you we should, should just record ourselves taking this class. It is so hard. Online. So hard. I think I did it twice and I was like, I don't understand. They were born with more joints in their hips than I was. That's the only explanation. Anyway. Anyways, what were we talking about? <laughs> How did we even get on this? Oh, because they were doing this thing for the portable cell incubator. Okay. All right. Very so good. they did, they won third place and they won $25,000. Wow. Yeah. So Prodigy Biosystems, where Amy worked, they raised $1.25 to develop this automated cell incubator. And it said that they consulted, like some scientists consulted by the press, declared it unnecessary and too expensive. They were like, this is, I mean, just kind of our thought about it. Like, this is absurd. Right. What are, like, why do we need this? To be fair, I wouldn't have any clue what that would be used for. And it, that doesn't mean there isn't a use for it. It just means that I know nothing about that kind of stuff. So Right, exactly. Then also another 
fellow member of a writing group in Massachusetts said that Amy had three unpublished novels and one of them featured a female scientist working to defeat a potential pandemic virus and the scientist struggled with suicidal thoughts and the threat of not earning her tenure. So people are like, huh, this is, yeah, this is a little weird, but okay. And then lots of her colleagues had expressed concerns over the years about her behavior. You know how in the beginning I warned you she's a little bit of a just like come at you kind of person. Mm-hmm. Well, is she, I mean, a woman working in an academic world, is she just real direct or is it like she's uh, no. very aggressive? Yeah. Like it said that. aggressive even if right. she wasn't a woman. Okay. Exactly. Like it said that some of the colleagues were like, she's been described as interrupting meetings with bizarre tangents. Um, she's acting st- like these are all quotes from them. acting strange. She acts crazy. She does things mm-hmm. that are out of the normal. Um, she's really out of touch with reality. One of them said this one quote said, I said she was crazy multiple times and I stand by that. This woman has a pattern of erratic behavior. She did things that weren't normal. She was out of touch with reality. Wow. Yeah. And then some of her students said that she was ineffective in the classroom, had odd, unsettling ways. They had signed a petition that they sent to the department head of all these complaints. Nothing ever happened. Okay. So in 2009, they decided to deny her tenure in March. And yeah. Because it was supposed to renew after March 2010. Okay. She appealed the decision and they were just like, no, we've reviewed policy. We're just going to deny your appeal. And they said that she just had a lot of like things that just weren't successful and like the classroom, like things weren't very successful and like her outbursts and stuff. It just wasn't a good fit. Okay. So her husband talked to people and said that, you know, the denial of this had become an issue for her and it was just like a really long and hard fight. He said that she had hired um, legal advice to kind of help sort things out. Mm-hmm. And the college was just like, no, Amy, you've got to stop. This isn't like it's not going to work out for us. And so that. Yeah. Um, just kind of made her a little crazier. Mm. And she unfortunately shot several of her colleagues in a just regular meeting in oh. school one day. Mm-hmm. Oh, I have heard of her. Yeah. Now that you've, that's, that's yeah. who this story is. Okay. But before we get to that, because you all know I love to jump around. <laughs> Let's talk about her past with law enforcement and trouble in her life. Okay. So even though she didn't get along with some colleagues, had outbursts, the students didn't really like her, you would think, okay, well, the school would have done background checks and seen anything on her past, and she wouldn't have been hired if she was, you know, a felon or something like that or yeah you would think. did things that should have made her a felon Mm-mm. um she had multiple encounters when she was 21 she was at home with her parents home her 18 year old brother was there 
and this is December 6, 1986. It was in Massachusetts. She shot her brother and killed him. Yeah. How old was she? Uh, 21. So she was an adult. It's not like it would have been right. Wow. Yes. So it says the incident in which Bishop fired at least three shots from a 12-gauge pump action shotgun. One hit the wall. One went into her brother's chest when they were in the kitchen with their mom. Mm. And then another into the ceiling in the room of the house where, when she was fleeing the scene. Listen to this. She fled the scene with the gun, took the gun outside with her as she's running. She tried to get into a vehicle, waving the gun at the driver. And then she tried to, like, steal a vehicle at like a car lot and it like showed the people the gun and it's they they ruled it as an accident oh my what what's an accident yeah what part uh-huh oh yeah yeah i'm like wait so her brandishing a gun at people's an accident too yeah like i accidentally shot my brother i accidentally took the gun with me when i ran away i accidentally pointed the gun at other people right. and accidentally tried to steal a car right i mean what What, yeah what part of that is an accident oops yeah exactly the parents were like i guess they couldn't be interviewed for several days because it says that they were so distraught so police were just like we're gonna take our time with this and some of the articles were like maybe it's just such a small town that that's how they operated other articles were like these cops are corrupt but unfortunately, several of these law enforcement officers are no longer living, so they couldn't really interview them. Mm. It's uh, how, but the parents were just like, the, it was an accident. We recently, like, got a gun due to break-ins and stuff in the neighborhood. You know, one, why would you get a shotgun to deal with a person breaking into your house? Uh, but, I mean, to each his own. Um, but, <laughs> but... Like, why? They were like, we were trying to teach her how to use it, and she couldn't figure out how to load it and do this and this and this. So it's technically, like, it's really our fault that her brother's dead. She was learning and didn't know how to operate it. Okay, so she didn't know that she was waving it in people's faces trying to steal vehicles after the fact? Like, what? Yeah, none of this makes sense. No. So they, where it was dropped, that wasn't a part of her record. So that, I'm just like, oh, shoot. Like, the school wasn't. So they ex- don't even know it happened. Right, no, I guess right. The, but, I mean, at some point, someone died here. I get that maybe the parents didn't want to press charges, but sometimes doesn't that not matter? Like, aren't there cases where there isn't someone to press charges? and they Right, exactly. It's like, well, there was a murder. We have to investigate it. Or am I wrong about that? But that's maybe not, that's different no, by state. I thought that the same thing. Like, I was just like, well, how? But I guess, so they did kind of investigate it, and from what they investigated at that time in the 80s, that that's what, I mean, the parents said, like, that's the evidence they had. Wow. And people were just like, oh, she was distraught. She just shot her brother. And then some were like, maybe she didn't even realize she shot her brother. She just was freaking out, and it was adrenaline that made her run, and she wasn't really trying to point the gun at people. She didn't even know she had, and I'm like, oh, right. I mean, at some point, there's just a few too many, like, this was a coincidence, this was a coincidence. And also, why did she run? Exactly. Okay, but wait, 1994. No. (laughs) There's a questionable incident where she and her husband were involved 
in a letter bomb incident at a doctor's facility where she had been employed. A pipe bomb. Oh, my God. Uh-huh. They were suspects in a 1993 pipe bomb case. Uh, a Harvard Medical School professor and physician at the Children's Hospital in Boston got a package with two pipe bombs that failed to explode. So this was when she was working at Harvard. Well, she she had previously been employed, and it was around that time. So maybe she was like, oh. oh. So maybe she wasn't employed at the time it right. happened. Because I was just thinking, right. like, even if it wasn't on her criminal record, you think it would have been in some kind of personnel file. Exactly. Yes. That her future, you know, employers would have seen. Yes. Okay, so it, she resigned. But mm. I'm like, was she on the verge of being let go? Right. It says she had had a dispute with this doctor. This doctor felt she couldn't meet the standards required to work. And, like, through all these, like, witness interviews and all this stuff, she was constantly upset. And on the verge of a nervous breakdown, she had often told people that they worked with that she wanted to shoot, stab, or strangle this doctor. Wow. (laughs) I'm just, what? They said that they didn't have enough evidence to prosecute her or her husband. So the case is still unsolved. Wow. So nothing there on the pipe bomb issues on her record. But wait, wait, wait. She has another issue at an IHOP. <laughs> IHOP of all places. Nothing sad ever. 2002. At International House of Pancakes, Kara. Right. Okay. She pled guilty to a misdemeanor assault plus disorderly conduct. Got probation. Guess why? Why? She punched a woman. Who got the last booster seat (laughs) at an IHOP in Massachusetts. According to the police report, she walked over to the woman, demanded the seat, started cussing and screaming at her. When the woman's like, I'm not giving you the seat. Like, I got it first. Like, what the heck is happening? Why was Amy entitled to it? Exactly. She started yelling at her. I am Dr. Amy Bishop. Yeah. Say doctor again. That helps. (laughs) So she just, like, punched her in the head. And she said that she never attended anger management classes. So really no lessons are learned from any of this, which is what I feel could have been avoided. Like, the shooting incident could have been avoided if she had gotten in trouble for all these things leading up to the shooting incident. But that's just my assumption. Yeah. Um, Well, I mean. how I feel. (laughs) Allegedly. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I just don't get. I mean, she clearly has some rage issues. And now, like, with her parents, I get, like, we've talked about this before, like, when your kid does something awful, she's killed her brother. So they've just lost one son. Right. They don't want to have the other one go to prison for the rest of her life, you know? Yeah. And I get it to a degree. But, like, they had to have known that she had some rage issues. That's what I was saying. It's not like she lived for 21 years as perfectly chill, you know? Yes, because. And I don't mean this to victim blame. I mean, good Lord, with my daughter's. Like, I think I know what I would do, but right. of course, we can all say that until right. we're in the situation. Like, exactly. I think I would still be like, you have, you can't be this person and not be punished. Like, right. You can't do this and not be punished. Right. But I guess I'm just like, let's just take in this information in case we ever have to be in this situation later. I know. She could go on and be a danger to other people because the rage issues yeah. that she has to have exhibited. Yeah. Well, and that's the like. Even these outbursts, like the IHOP outbursts, you're telling me as a teenager she didn't act like this? 
Like, can you imagine well, being in an IHOP and you've got a booster seat and suddenly some woman is like screaming at you about a booster seat? I am doctor. I am a doctor. <laughs> I'd be like, you can call me a doctor too. What the hell does that mean? Yeah, like, hi, I'm Megan. <laughs> I'm a podcaster. Nice yeah, you. like that's exactly like. What do you want from me? I think if someone, though, was honestly that mad about a booster seat, I would almost give it to them just to be like, this clearly means a lot more to you than it does to me. Right, it's exactly. Fine. I'll hold my kid in my Kiddo lap. Kiddo, sit on your take knees. It. Yeah. And like, please what? leave. Who loses their mind over a booster seat? Okay, Dr. Bishop. <laughs> someone with a rage problem. Right. Kara. Yes, Megan. I have been seeing all over TikTok these hair straighteners. Ever since I got my hair cut, I still feel like I'm learning how to do my hair all mm-hmm. over again. Let me tell you, I have found one that works really well. It's um, from Tymo, uh-huh. T-Y-M-O. Yeah. And it is the company for getting the best type of straightener for everything your hair could possibly need. It's all over social media right now. With products from $59.99 to top-of-the-line straighteners, each of their products are built to last and have so many options for whatever your hair needs are. So Karen and I received a couple of the products. Oh we gosh, got a so straightener and a blow dryer. Yeah. So I'm going to talk about the straightener because that's the one that I have used. It has a cordless design, which makes it so handy. Right. You traveled with it. Yes. So it's great for getting a good hair reset on the go because it's so portable and convenient. It's called the Porta. It has this 3D comb design, which is enhanced by cutting-edge MCH anionic technology. So you brush it through your hair, it straightens as it goes, and it pushes against this ceramic plate that gives a frictionless glide that promises to curb frizz by 50%. And I've totally seen that because my hair gets frizzy. And this just really smooths it out. I really loved it. Okay, so I got the air hype. I'm obsessed with it. I have just like naturally curly, wavy hair. So it was a huge game changer for me. It dries your hair in half the normal time and it keeps your hair safe and shiny, which I noticed immediately. Mm -hmm. I didn't even need to straighten it afterwards. And usually I do because usually I have all those wild like curls left over. The wind power on this thing is intense. It's wild. Like I turned it up. I was like, let's play with these buttons. Okay. So it has three magnetic styling attachments. They're all amazing. You know how some blow dryers you get are like if you go to a hotel and there's a diffuser and you're like, oh my gosh, this is like tearing my hair to pieces and it's right. going to be so tangled. Not with this one. Nice. And it's magnetic. So it's great. So right now, you guys, our listeners can get 30% off their first order at timobeauty.com. T-Y-M-O beauty.com using the code WMM30. So that's just two M's. You guys know our codes usually have three, so just keep that in mind. So with so many great products to choose from, now's the time to upgrade your styling and curling kit. So go to TYMOBeauty.com and use the code WMM30 for 30% off your first purchase. Goodbye. Goodbye. Summer is the season of hot temperatures, outdoor adventures, and refreshing water activities. Summer is also the season of rough on your feet causing dry, cracked heels and toes. Introducing Babyfoot, the original exfoliation foot peel that contains 16 natural extracts formulated to remove dead skin cells in three easy steps. Apply the booties, relax for an hour, then wash your feet. In 14 days, you've got baby smooth skin and your feet have never been softer. Letting dead skin cells build up over time is hazardous to your foot health. Our professional-grade DIY products, like our original exfoliation foot peel, our men's foot peel, or our moisturizing mask, are some of the best foot care products on the market created with your foot health in mind. Pamper yourself with a spa day from the comfort and convenience of your own home with Babyfoot. If you want a chemical-free, easy-to-use exfoliating process from the company that created the original foot peel, it's time to treat yourself to Babyfoot. Go to babyfoot.com and use the code SUMMERFEET24 and get 20% off your first order with Babyfoot. 
That's babyfoot.com and use the code SUMMERFEET24. Okay, so, I mean, this also baffles me, how people can do this, like, horrible people that kill people. She (laughs) taught her anatomy and neuroscience class the day of the shooting. Like, the kids in her class said that in class, she seemed her normal during the lectures. She then goes into a biology department faculty meeting, room 369 on the third floor in the Shelby Center for Science and Technology. And according to a witness, 12 or 13 people attended the meeting. They said it was an ordinary faculty meeting. And they said her behavior in the beginning was just normal behavior for her. They said she sat there for 30 to 40 minutes, just normal listening to all the stuff going on in the meeting and then she pulls out a nine millimeter handgun according to a faculty member joseph and he said she got up suddenly took out a gun started shooting at each one of us she started with the one closest to her and went down the road shooting her targets in the head oh my god yeah another survivor deborah who was the dean of the university's graduate program and a professor of biochemistry said this wasn't random shooting around the room. This was an execution style. Those who were shot were on the side of the oval table used during the meeting and the five individuals on the other side, including Joseph, dropped to the floor. That's what I remember when I heard about this story. I feel like I heard it on the radio and they talked about hiding under the table. And I just thought, how terrifying like you're just there for a meeting a boring meeting faculty meetings are the worst right and oh man right but listen the deborah lady that i just mentioned she said that amy got to her and pointed the gun at her pulled the trigger but there was only a click she said either the gun jammed or ran out of ammunition she said that amy got so angry and perplexed and Deborah attempted to approach Amy and was just like, you've got to stop this. You do, you can't keep doing this. And then that made other survivors in the room be like, try to talk to her, like reason with her. We're going to rush. Yeah. We're going to rush her. We're going to, yeah. Like confuse the heck out of her. And they said that Deborah is probably what saved everybody else's life because this is what happened. I can't, I just cannot. And I don't even. You know, because I live in America where these things happen, I will randomly be, I don't know, if something weird will happen, I'll get spooked or whatever, and I'll think, what would I do? Like, if there was a shooting right. right now, where would I go? Oh, my gosh. I think Where's that, the exit? How would I get my kids out? You know? I think that every time I have to go to the mall, because there's been so many I know, shootings the there mall lately. And movie theaters. I think about it in movie yes. theaters. Oh, yeah. After that uh, Batman mm-hmm. incident. Oh, gosh. Mm-hmm. That's terrifying. Okay. They said that they found the weapon, the 9 millimeter handgun, in a bathroom on the second floor of the building. They said she also didn't have a permit to carry a concealed weapon by state law. Okay, well, she's not But I'm about like, that, okay, right? she didn't care. Uh, but she was arrested a few minutes later outside the building. She was quoted saying, it didn't happen. There's no way. When asked about the deaths of her colleagues. What? There's no way they're still alive, is what she said. What a strange response. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I guarantee you, at that point, because later her attorney does say, we're going to go after the insanity plea. And so I'm sure she's just trying to build up to that at that point. I, just, I mean, is this like a, 
like an impulse control problem? Like you can't regulate your emotions and you can't control. But you put so much thought into it to take a nine millimeter handgun to school. Right. And you had several classes you taught and 40 minutes in that meeting to premeditate what you were about to do, right? Yeah, I guess. I mean, I think every every state, I think, is different about what they consider premeditation. But, I mean, it sure sounds like just taking the gun. I don't know if that's something she normally did. And I'm not looking for any reason to excuse her. I'm just trying to figure out, you know me, why did this happen? How do we get here? Yeah. Well, and she didn't. It wasn't her gun that she used every day. Like, say she was going on a walk and she's like, I'm going to take my handgun. When her husband was interviewed, he was like, yeah, she uh, had borrowed the gun used in the shooting. And a couple weeks prior, we had been to the shooting range. So she I mean, she seems like she's been thinking about this. Yeah, she's been practicing. Wow. <sighs> so then people started freaking out and they were like, oh, my gosh, she has possibly booby-trapped the science building with a herpes bomb. And I'm like, what? A herpes bomb? What's that? She, it said she had previously worked with the herpes virus while completing her postdoctoral studies. Okay, so this is not and like a style of bomb. I was like, what's a herpes bomb? Right. Now it, it's literally what it sounds like. Okay. I guess it's like a pipe bomb with herpes in it. Oh, the Lord. And apparently in one of the unpublished novels she wrote, she described the spread of a virus similar to herpes throughout the world, causing pregnant women to miscarry. <sighs> And I'm like, uh huh, <laughs> what? But it said police searched. The only thing they found was the handgun that was used in the shooting. So of course, like any other victim's relatives, they wanted to know why hmm. no one saw this coming. Mm-hmm. They said, do they not do background checks on teachers? Like, how did this slip through? And they were like, guys, we looked at her files. There's nothing that raised red flags. Yeah, I guess because nothing was right. Like, nothing's there. But the the one with the booster seat, wasn't that a? It was a misdemeanor. Yeah, maybe they just checked for felonies or something. Right, right. And they said police even, like, after this, ran a criminal background check after she was charged with capital murder. And they were like, nothing came up. Like, even mm-hmm. now, like, none of that is showing up. So let's talk about our victims for a minute. Um, Gopi Padilla, chairman of biology department, passed away. Mm. Maria Davis, a biology professor, passed away. Adriel Johnson, senior, a biology professor, passed away. Luis Rahilio Cruz Vera, a biology professor, was released from the hospital on February 4th, 2010. Joseph Leahy, biology professor, released from the hospital on 4-14-2010. Stephanie Monticilio, maybe? A staff assistant was released from the hospital on 3-29-2010. Wow. So three deceased, three critically injured. Yeah, because they were clearly in the hospital for a while. Yeah. Um, and they it was just basically because she was so angry about not having her tenure, not being tenured. Right. Yeah. She was just mad. Didn't happen her way. So it said they suspended her. I'm just sitting here thinking, like, when I read this article, I was like, they suspended her without pay. Like, what? They said they suspended her without pay retroactively on the day of the attack. And later in one paragraph paragraph letter dated February 26, 2010, she was fired. 
But I guess it takes a while to process all that stuff, especially with yeah, the university. I'm sure that's it. As silly as it yeah. sounds, but uh, it seems, but it's like they just did the one thing they could do right away, and they probably had to wait till she was convicted for sure or whatever before they could yeah do anything else. Right. So it says that she was charged with one count capital murder, three counts of attempted murder. Police confiscated a large binder containing documents pertaining to her battle with the college. Uh, they took her computer and the family van. So she got an attorney, and they held her at the Madison County, Alabama jail without bail. Well, of course. Yeah. Like, I would hope Surely, be yeah. holding her without bail. I've been surprised before, though. I know. know. So she had a court-appointed attorney, Roy Miller, and um, they said she's either going to get the death penalty or life in prison, according to Alabama law. So they had, on February 15th, closed-door hearing by an Alabama judge. And the charges were read to Amy. She was put on suicide watch, which was a standard procedure at the time. And the husband was like, she seems to be doing okay when we talk on the phone. Uh, and I'm like, huh. I mean, I wonder what in the world her husband must have thought. Exactly. What did any of them think? Were her parents still alive? Um, Do you remember seeing quotes from them about it? No, I don't remember. I do remember a couple of the victims from, like, other incidents were just, like, we don't want to talk to the press about what she's doing now with her life or what happened. Yeah. I mean, she's a scary woman. She's. Yes. I'm. I'm yeah. But listen, even after this hearing with the Alabama judge, March 12th, they're still executing search warrants on their residence. And they discovered a suspicious device prompting an evacuation of a nearby neighborhood and later identified by the bomb squad as non-explosive. What? So was she planning on if she did it? Like, I don't know. Did she just have these? Because you know she had that pipe bomb incident. So was she just planning on potentially using this if she got away with these murders, or was she like, okay, but if I can't, like, if I can't follow through with it, am I going to do the pipe bomb thing again? Like, wh- who knows? Uh, what a weird, weird story, right? Okay, so the court-appointed attorney, uh, Roy, visited her in jail and said she does not remember the shooting and was very, just has a very loose grip on reality. Mm -hmm. She's said to have had severe mental health issues and appears to be a paranoid schizophrenia. But then they retracted that statement, saying they spoke out of turn. Yeah, well, I mean, an attorney can't go around saying paranoid schizophrenia they're not qualified to make that kind of right like what i don't know but then they go on to say she's very sorry for what she's done okay let's let her out if that makes me feel better sounds good let's let her out (laughs) oh well she said she's sorry so she said she didn't mean it so june 18th two days after she's indicted for the murder of her brother Mm. so they reopened the case yep she decides she's going to attempt suicide Oh gosh. in the Huntsville jail. But she survived. They treated her in the hospital, and they put her back in her jail cell. And her husband was like, well, the authorities didn't tell me of this incident. Okay, but we have a lot going on here. Okay. Well, yeah, but, I mean, if your family member attempts suicide, someone should contact you. Right. Yeah, but I'm like, did they really? Right. Or did they not? But why would he be? I just don't understand why there are so many people around her that seem to be oblivious of course he lived with her so he also had to have been well aware of her rage issues right is this a case of like is he a victim of some sort 
or is it a certain type of person that would normalize her behavior right. and not see how completely bizarre it right. was? Like it makes you wonder, like, okay, what happened to you to make exactly, you think or did he have similar behavior anyway? behaviors? Oh, that's true. Yeah, he maybe he was some kind of rage monster mm-hmm. too. That's my official diagnosis, by the way. Rage, rage monster. monster. I like it a lot. Mm-hmm. Okay, so. They, when they like reopened the case for her brother, they were just like, listen, she is either going to end her life behind bars because of all these charges, or she's going to get like the death penalty or life input, like either one of these, like us adding her brother's charges on isn't going to make a difference. And they were also like, listen, a lot of these people that were involved in the case, even though it was very shady and we're finding out that things may have been mishandled, some of them aren't even alive anymore. So we can't reopen their portion of the case and hear their side of the story anymore. So they were just like, we're going to talk to Alabama. We're going to talk to where she was when she killed her brother. We're going to talk to all those attorneys. We're going to talk it out and figure out what's going on. But it's really, like, unlikely that she's ever going to be released from prison. So we're just going to take that and just mesh it together. If it needs to be revised to first-degree murder for her brother, we can if circumstances change. So I guess they're just like, here it is, it's here. Yeah. But also she's in a lot of trouble for these things that she's done. We don't want to extradite her to where her brother was murdered to take away from what she's done now. That's a tricky thing. I mean, you hear about that sometimes when like, particularly if there's like a serial killer with multiple murders and they'll only prosecute the ones that they can prove. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know, they did these others, but there's no point in prosecuting them because they're going to be in prison for the rest of their life anyway. Right. And I think a lot of the time, the only argument for prosecuting those cases anyway is to give that those victims' families the yeah. satisfaction of seeing someone punished for their loved one's specific yeah. murder. Yeah. But in this case, it seems like like his parents didn't want her right. to be punished That's for just, it. So I don't get it. I guess if there's no one there to push right. that really, then I – Yeah. Yeah. But what a tricky – what a weird it is, isn't it? And was there no other family? Was there nobody else who was like, he shouldn't have been murdered? No, because they kept saying, like, it was such a small town. Like, there were people in the end that he was like, just, he, he was an incredible person and life just isn't the same without him. And to imagine the things that he could have gone on to do with his life mm-hmm. is just very sad. Like, there right. were people that were quoted saying that, like, friends and stuff. But other than that, was it just such a small town that everybody just swept things under the rug? Like you say all the time, like you just mind your own business. Right. Yeah. So a couple of the survivors filed lawsuits against, it says, attorneys representing Davis and Johnson's families filed wrongful death lawsuits against Amy. Yeah. And the university. So September 2011, she pled not guilty by means of insanity defense. 2012, the spouse of one of the murdered researchers wrote a letter to the judge over the case. And in the letter, they said the family has suffered great loss due to her actions, but that the family did not see the benefit from the loss of another life, like in regards to the death penalty. Mm -hmm. So they were like, please just give her life. We don't want her to get the death penalty. We don't want more death on our hands. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, that's what I was thinking, like, you don't, for someone who is opposed to the death penalty, it's like, it's not going to make me feel better to see her die. Yeah. 
right? Like, yeah. And I, I think that's how I, I'm not necessarily, I'm actually very, I go back and forth on the death penalty right, all the yeah. time. I cannot come to a decision on mm-hmm. how I feel about it. But I think that that is the stance I would take if someone I loved was a victim. Right. Having this person dead isn't going to do anything for me. Mm-hmm. It's not going to make me feel better. And that's nothing against people who it would make feel better. Like I think for some people it would just to know they're not in the world anymore. It would give them some peace. Exactly. For me, it, it I don't think it would. I would feel weird about another person dying. Not that I would feel guilty or even sad necessarily, yeah. but it wouldn't help me for sure. Right. So, yeah, I get that feeling. Yeah. So in that same year, 2012, she decides to change her plea to guilty. September 24th, 2012, she's sentenced to life in prison. So there's a 2022 article that says she's under lock and key at Julia Tultweiler Prison for Women. I think I said that right. Tutwiler. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, that mm-hmm. sounds yes, that's it. I mean, listen to this city though. Prison for women in Wetum. Yeah, I should have looked this up. Wetum. Mm-hmm. W e t u m p k a. Yeah, Alabama. How? How? Wetum. That sounds correct. Uh huh. And very professional. Um, she's 55 years old, living out the rest of her days in a medium security really prison and is sleeping in an open dorm. Well, that means that she must not have been too crazy in jail. Right. She can't have been in a lot of disciplinary problems in jail, but maybe in a really super controlled environment like that. She just does, isn't acting out. Maybe she does really well. Or she's the leader yeah. of a gang. I don't know. That's true. <laughs> maybe everybody's like, I will not mess with that woman. Right. Exactly. So Seth, her son, in 2021 became a homicide victim. Oh, God. He died April 19th at a Huntsville, Alabama hospital. The article was very vague about it. They didn't have a lot of details. It says he was brought with, in with a gunshot wound. Uh, Vincent Harmon, who was 18, was charged with reckless murder in what police described only as a shooting incident. Oh, They said the victim was shot during an action where Vincent was aware his actions could cause significant risk or bodily harm to another individual. I mean, were they playing around with a gun? I don't know. Either way. Yeah. One of her children. Yeah. Died in 2021. Of a shooting. Even. Uh Yeah. 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 I think reckless, like reckless homicide is when it's like you accidentally kill someone. Right. And you were doing something that you knew could result in someone's death, right? Like, yeah. So, I yeah. mean, I would think playing like Russian roulette with a gun, that would be, mm-hmm. and, and if someone died, it would probably be in like a reckless homicide type thing. Right. Yeah. But I think reckless homicide is like a type of manslaughter, but I don't know what mm-hmm. makes it different from manslaughter. You know? Yeah. That's awful. It's so sad that her son died. Did she I just know. have the one child? She had four kids. Man, what, uh, what just awful things that family has had to go through it said one one of her kids went on to be a teacher too wow i wonder if they have much contact with her or anything like that i don't know how you would well it said in one of the older articles that they did you know talk to her and visit her often i don't know if they kept that up Um, that would be so difficult yeah again it would just kind of have to be like what you personally can live with and what brings you peace you know right and i don't know some people it would be keeping a relationship and for some people it would be cutting her off well yeah Hmm. 
All right, you guys, thank you so much for listening. Yeah, thanks, guys. If you are enjoying the podcast, feel free to go leave us a review. Mm-hmm. If you're not enjoying the podcast, don't. <laughs> okay, we love you so much. Goodbye. Goodbye.